0: Welcome back to Self-Love Ignited. Today on the podcast, I am interviewing Chris Wells. Chris came on to share his own personal self-love story, and it all has to do with relationships. Um, you know, so he started as a young person. He had depression, anxiety, panic attacks. As a teenager, he suffered a really traumatic Event And then as a young man in his 20s, he did what most of us do and he started a career that didn't really light him up but it was a thing that he was, you know, quote unquote supposed to do. Um, and he through a journey to self love has come up the other side and completely changed his life in so many ways and it's a really beautiful story. Chris really believes that relationships are the most important, wonderful, and challenging part of being human, and the quality of our relationships determines the quality of our lives. This is why Chris focuses his life coaching practice on helping people create and maintain healthy, joyful relationships, and he came on today to share his story and how he got to this place. So here is Chris. Enjoy. my name is katie allen and this is self-love ignited let's get to it welcome back to the podcast today on self-love ignited i have the pleasure of chatting with chris wheels chris welcome to the podcast i'm really excited that we are finally having this conversation why don't you take a moment and introduce yourself to everybody
1: Sure, thank you, Katie. I'm super excited to be talking with you. Uh, Like you said, my name is Chris Wells. I'm a life coach focused primarily on relationships, helping uh, mostly men with their personal relationships. Uh, So romantic relationships that are challenged, the communication and connection might not be what it once was. You know, there's uh, ugly fighting or just uh, avoidance. And uh, yeah, so I, I work with one person in the relationship only, Uh, Mostly men, like I said, and help them see their role in it. And so it's a lot of working on their relationship with themselves to heal that, help them feel better about who they are, set intentions for who they are uh, for themselves and who they want to be in the relationship. And then uh, bring awareness to who they've been and how they've been creating the, the ugly fighting and all of the things that they don't like in the relationship, and then how to bridge that gap through Self-management and relationship management.
0: I think that's amazing. I love, I love that this is the work that you do. You know, a lot of the, like the personal development space, there's a lot of women. I feel like the women are like at the forefront, maybe a little bit louder about it, more in your face. Um, But this work is so needed for men as well, obviously. Um, So I think that it's amazing that that's what you do. Um, And I think through us hearing your story, it might become a little bit obvious why you do this work. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, I hope so <laughs>
0: yeah 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 for sure so so Chris that being said you know I want to hear your story of self-love whatever this looks like to you so take us back to the beginning you know this challenging relationship that you had with yourself what did that look like where did that begin um yeah sort of paint the picture for us a little bit if you would
1: yeah absolutely and and you kind of hit it right on the head by saying it was it's been challenging because it has and So it's been a, it's a long story. I'll try to keep it pretty short because it goes back to my childhood and middle school. You know, I was what, 12 years old, 13, something like that, and started uh, ha- having signs of depression, anxiety. I remember having panic attacks my freshman year of high school. Uh, so I was dealing with a, a lot of uh, you know mental health issues, I guess, at a pretty young age and then when i was 16 years old had my driver's license for uh geez i don't know two or three months uh i had access to my dad's pickup truck and i was off-roading with a couple of my friends i rolled that truck off a cliff like 600 feet fell off a cliff my best friend was in the car and he died Like he didn't he didn't survive that accident he died so i mean as as you might imagine that <laughs> so there that was an awful experience for me. I walked away from that accident. My best friend died. Uh, I I left that feeling a lot of guilt, a lot of shame. Um, so the the depression, the anxiety, all of that got far worse. Uh, and and then I had to like go into adulthood. I had to leave high school, go pick pick a major in college, and I didn't I didn't know what I wanted to do. I I also left that with this sense of like, what, what, why did I survive? What's my purpose in life? And I, that was a really burning desire for me to know what my life was about. Cause I thought that there has to be some reason that I survived that. Uh, and so, you know, I go into college, pick a major, pick a career that was okay. I did fine uh, financially, but it, again, it, like, it didn't really feel like it filled my, that sense of purpose and, that need to have that in my life and I, I still struggle with depression and anxiety issues and just really didn't do much about it I guess because there's been this stigma still in in our society around mental health and going to get help and being a man and you know just you know tough it out walk it off, rub some dirt on it kind of stuff yeah. you know that that's how you're supposed to deal with uh, you know these mental and emotional, issues and so i just didn't i didn't know what to do i was afraid of looking weak and being vulnerable and so i didn't get help pretty much throughout my 20s and i was still depressed still anxious i I had panic attacks regularly had this low level like general anxiety constantly didn't sleep well didn't eat well drank a lot Uh, so yeah just kind of was was struggling along like still was doing okay in my career mm-hmm. Bought a lot of like things i was supposed to do but still didn't really feel good about uh, and then i started dating my current girlfriend like i don't know long 12 13 years ago or something a long long time ago mm-hmm. uh, and she started asking me questions that really started the, the the ball rolling toward all this major change she asked me like chris what do you actually want for yourself? What do you want your life to look like? And that, that simple question blew me away. What do you, what do you mean? Like I get, I get a choice. Like I deserve something better than what just comes my way. And, and she encouraged me to get help. And so I started seeing a therapist and that therapist was amazing. And she gave me some tools to use on myself, meditation and affirmations. She gave me the rain technique for dealing with anxiety uh, which is recognize, allow, investigate, and nurture, so that when something comes up, I can process it and feel better without needing to be on drugs. Uh, and I I moved to the beach. I started traveling all around the world just because I I actually started really thinking about that question my girlfriend asked, what What do you want your life to look like? And I started doing this work with my therapist. I started to forgive myself and overcome all of the guilt and the shame. And I just started kind of coming out of the the fog that I was living in and started making intentional choices so yeah like i said i moved to the beach i started traveling i got a a much better paying job but still didn't love it uh and then like the traveling got real serious my girlfriend and i quit our jobs and sold our houses and and traveled all around the world for a year and during that time i was able to spend some time thinking about life purpose and and who am i what how do i want to contribute and add value to the world and all of that and that's kind of how I landed in this world of life coaching is because I started feeling better myself and developed a sense of purpose for myself because I was watching videos that Jack Canfield put out back in the early nineties, which is the video was kind of funny, but it was very helpful for me. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, then I got certified in success principles coaching and i really just wanted to Help! I figured, like, wow, if I can overcome all of that depression, anxiety, guilt, shame, and actually, for, like, forgive myself and start to create with intention, uh, you know, a more enjoyable life, then it's possible. And there's a lot of other people out there who don't know it's possible, and they're struggling with all these different things. And I, I want to help them. And I, you know, I'm very passionate about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I love, like, I love your story. I know when you and I first connected and we had like, you know, I got a brief, a tiny little snippet of that story. I just love your story because it's so relatable, you know, like how, how many people, I mean, the fact that you had such a traumatic event as a teenager, like that's horrible. And I think most people don't ever experience something like that. Um, And, you know, so of course that sort of sets you apart in that way. But I think, you know, how many of us can relate to the as a young adult pick a career go and do this thing go and get a job and now you're doing all the things that you are you know quote unquote supposed to do I definitely did that we're doing the things that you're supposed to do but it's like it's an empty hole like you're not fulfilled and you might not know why Um, and I think it takes a lot of courage on your part to sort of not just have like your girlfriend asked the question and it would have been really easy for you to just like "Eh, I don't know shrug it off, right I think lots of people do that I think it takes a hell of a lot of courage for you to take that question and actually hold it and actually think about it and then take action on it. Like I commend you for that. That's huge.
1: Thanks. I felt like it was something I couldn't help. You know, like at first I did kind of shrug it off. Yeah. What are you, what are you talking about? That's crazy. Like, I don't even, it doesn't even make sense. It's so weird to me. <laughs> now that, that question, it didn't even make sense to me Yeah. at the time, but then I started obsessing over, over it. And I'm like, what, what? Like I is it true? Can I actually start choosing what I want for myself? Mm-hmm. Do I can I feel better about myself? Can I live somewhere I would actually want to live? Other, you know, not just where I grew up. <laughs> right? Cause that's what I'm comfortable with and yep. and all of that. And then yeah, I just be I became obsessed with that and actually started writing about it. What do I what do I want? What does matter to me? Right? Mm-hmm. And then I started actually getting really clear on my values and what, what actually matters, not what other people told me matters, right? So then I changed like, well, I'm not going to be so serious about work anymore because I actually don't really care that much about <laughs> what I was doing. So why am I killing myself over this? And so, yeah, things just really started changing mm-hmm. because I started changing them because mm-hmm. I, because I realized that I could
0: yeah and i think you just like you nailed it right there things started changing because you started changing them right right? it's we we all we all have this choice in this life to just like go with the flow and take whatever take whatever just naturally just sort of washes up on our beach so to speak whatever just arrives in front of you like well i guess this is what i'm doing or you go what do i want ask the damn question (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right and then take action
1: right yeah a- absolutely and even even with things like depression and anxiety we mm-hmm. think that we're we're just it's our fate right like we're we're just victimized by whatever it is going on with our own minds and there's nothing we could do about it but I've learned that that's not true yeah. it might be very challenging challenging it might be very difficult to work through that but it's possible because I I know it because I've I've done it. Like and I'm still yeah. growing in that. I'm still doing it's not like I have everything all figured out and I'm some Zen master with no more <laughs> human problems, <laughs> right? But I have so many more tools and the like when the depression comes on, I can recognize it and I can start to nurture myself and work like work through it. And it doesn't last for years anymore. Now it's maybe only hours or maybe days.
0: Right. Right. And so what does that look like? for you. Like so you clearly have a really high level of awareness now. So you notice when these things come up. And then you said you can nurture yourself through it. Like so what does that like really tangibly what does that actually look like for you?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a like a check-in with okay, well, what is this? You know, what was this triggered by? Is there some event is it because of is it because of work or something that happened in my life? So just kind of running through that and then and then going through well, what are, what have I been doing lately that might be contributing? to this. Am I getting enough sleep? How's my diet been? Am am I drinking enough water every day? Am I getting enough sunshine, which is usually a big culprit as I like I'm indoors too much and I need more outdoor time, but or even the hydration thing, I'm like, oh yeah, I had like half a glass of water today. You know, then maybe that (laughs) has something to do. So just recognizing that there are things that I'm doing or not doing that play a huge role in how I feel mentally. And so then I'll check in with myself and go, well, oh, you know what, man, I haven't been meditating every day. So I'm going to get back to my meditation routine. I'm going to get back to journaling. I'm going to get back to sleep, like having a better bedtime routine. So I, you know, I'm not on my phone all night uh, and, you know, I go to bed at a set time and I leave the phone alone and I actually sleep and wake up and get, have a good night. So so I'm like actually doing very practical things to help me feel better. And then when I, when I'm in the middle of it, the like a depression or anxiety, I can also in that moment go, Hey, look, this is, this isn't the truth. You know, I I know that my, my brain is suffering from some kind of discomfort or fear, or, you know, it's the old thought pattern of negative beliefs about myself. It's not the truth. I don't have to accept this as my reality. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it might be difficult for me because it is my own brain doing this. And so, but I can kind of talk myself through it and r- realize that it it's not necessarily truth. And then also get back to doing those practical things that help me feel better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love how um, simple, not necessarily easy, but how simple it like this sort of, is for you right like there, I think there's this there's this idea among a lot of people that it's like it's going to be really hard like everything we're going to do is going to be really hard and like you're going to have to go deep and you're going to have to do this and like I think there's a totally a time and a place to like do the deep dive stuff right like you said like you worked with a therapist for a long time right. there, there's there's somebody that's guiding you through that but on a really practical level it's like have I had enough water what have I been eating? Have I had sunshine? Right. It's like we actually like, I think so many people just downplay that stuff. And it's like, but that's your foundation because without that, nothing else is going to work. We all need those basics in
1: order to function well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're, and you're spot on. It's it's simple, but not necessarily easy. And it's the the application of it that matters most. Cause these are things we all know. Of course. Right. But, yeah. but the, the the difference maker is. Are we doing what we know works? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's that's where the not not so easy thing comes in because it's really easy to get caught up in, you know, spending six hours on social media a day and all of that. And then real but and and not realizing that that is playing a huge role in how crappy we feel. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. What is your um how do you motivate yourself to do the things that you know you need to do because like you said you just said we all know that we need to do these things we all know that we should be doing them but actually doing them is the challenging part so for you how do you go from being in a you know whether it's like an anxious place or a depressed place recognizing like oh this is what i haven't been doing or this is what i need how do you find like the oomph the drive the motivation to do the things
1: well, a part of it is just because I spent so many years feeling awful, mm-hmm. and just don't I don't want to do. And I know now. I I feel like because I've gained this awareness, these tools, and I and I've been able to uh, you know, help myself in the past. Now I know better, right? And I and I just don't. I just don't want to waste any more of my life in that. And so I you know i sometimes i need reminders and so i i do have some people who are really close with me who i do lean on at mm-hmm. times uh, one of my closest uh, buddies uh, is you know really into self development and growth and mental health and all of that also and so i'll ask him to kind of you know let me know if i'm being overly negative or whatever and my girlfriend the same thing like she she has no problem you know reminding me yeah Yeah. you're being kind of a jerk lately Uh, have you been been meditating lately (laughs) yeah
0: yeah yeah and it like i love that though because it's beautiful accountability that you have built into your life it's accountability and it's support you know that really that loving support not just like oh you're really being a jerk you need to figure your stuff out but like actually you know asking you from a place of love like are you okay are you doing okay? What do you need? Um, right. There's there's this idea that I hear a lot and it drives me crazy where people are like, I should just be able to figure this out. Like I should just be able to take care of my own stuff. And it's like, but that's not how we work. As human beings, we are social creatures. We right. need, we, need, we are like, we have evolved to need other people to need social interaction. And that is not just for the good things. That's
1: also for the tough stuff. Yeah. Uh, ab- absolutely yeah And you know, we don't want to do that because we don't want to be vulnerable or we don't want to put anyone out right mm-hmm. but you're, you're right we, we are, we're very social relationships are incredibly important and mm-hmm. and people want to help yeah I, I found that all of it's the same all over the world i've been to a lot of different countries uh, all over the world and i have found that people want to be kind they want to be helpful they want to be generous and so just ask.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've had the exact same experience. It's true. People are overwhelmingly good and overwhelmingly want to help. Sometimes we have to sort of put our hand up and say, hello, over here. I need, I need some help in whatever way that looks like.
1: Right. Right. And yeah, you're right. And I think we just have to accept that it's not, there's nothing weak about that. Yeah. It's, it's just something that we have available to us to help us do better. And then we can be available to other people to help them do better too. And that's just how we work as a species.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is, it is. Chris, this journey that you have been on, going from you know a kid who was having panic attacks to a teenager who suffered a you know horribly um, tragic event, very traumatic event, to being an adult who was kind of lost and didn't really know what you were doing or what you wanted. And getting to this place now, this like aware, grounded, caring, nurturing place that you are with yourself. Do you label this, I don't know if labels the right word, but do you feel like this is a journey of self-love? Is this self-discovery, self-acceptance? Like what, what feels most true
1: to you? Yeah, I think it's mostly self-love. Yeah. And because I was so I hated myself, to be honest. Like I—that's where I was for a long time. I, because of that accident and even other things, I just—I got in trouble a lot as a kid. I, I was, which is strange because I was loved. I was loved by my parents and my, uh, my extended family, and I knew that, and and yet I still was not happy with myself. Uh, and and then the, getting in that that accident, losing my friend like that. Yeah, that I just went to a very dark place. And so the the journey has been like self-forgiveness and and self-love. Like just yeah, that, that really it gets to the heart of it is I needed to learn how to love myself yeah. and like understand that I'm deserving of yeah. that.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because like you just said, even though you grew up in a space where you were loved and there was a lot of like healthy relationships around you, if you didn't feel that inside the rest, of, it's almost like you become Teflon and everything else just slips off. Like Nothing sticks because you're not feeling it inside. Like It has to start within, right?
1: Right, yeah. Um,
0: so now that you're in this place of self-love and really loving and accepting yourself, how are your relationships, whether it's with your girlfriend or with your friends or with your extended family, how are your relationships different now compared to how they used to be
1: wow well, yeah they they are a lot a lot different because i for one i I discontinued some of the relationships that weren't good for me mm-hmm. uh, uh just for what whatever reason and then i've I've just started gravitating more toward people who are more loving and, and supportive and, and positive uh, even within my family. So I spend a little bit less time with those family members who are, aren't as positive or loving. Uh, not that I, I cut them out completely, but just, you know, I have had to protect my energy. And then I've also, I started becoming more compassionate you know, with others as, as i've become more compassionate with myself yeah. i that i've been able to extend that more i be, because i was so focused on how i was feeling all the time i was i was very self-centered and like not a very good relationship person because i was just so worried about myself all the time like i just didn't have anything left to give to anyone else and so i've been able to start to you know like feel that love for myself and then ex- expand that into my other relationships. So actually care more about how I'm affecting other people. how I'm showing up for them, how I'm helping them have a better life experience and love them selves more. So uh, yeah, it's definitely had a huge positive impact on, on my relationships because I'm protecting myself more. And then I'm just more loving and more giving to those who I you know, am committed to.
0: Yeah. Yeah absolutely and you know i don't know if this um sits with you but you know i'm sure you've heard the whole like fill your cup first and then as you overflow you can give more to others right like give from your overflow and it's Mm -hmm. like that's what you've done you filled your own cup first and now you have so much more to give in all these other relationships right right energetic wise and and love and compassion and all these beautiful things that we all want to be giving and receiving
1: yeah yeah absolutely and i've i've made giving one of the things that Fills my cup so that I could it can just stay full, and of course that doesn't exclude myself. I have to also give myself all the things that I need, and sometimes that re- is rest, right? So I can't always just be out doing for others all the time, but yeah, like, in general I can and feel really good about that, and that energizes me, and that makes me feel good, and so then I have more energy to give, and it's just this like upward cycle now and. Yeah. it's amazing. I love That's, it.
0: That sounds amazing. The image that I got is like, you know, when you're on a roller coaster and they're like cranking you up to the top, <laughs> it's like, you're just going up, you're just going up. It's it's like this beautiful like thing. And you like get to bring all of your loved ones and all of your family and your friends and all the people in your life with you. It's like, I'm going this way. Who's coming.
1: Right. 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 And of course, you know, it, there, there are still those
0: drops. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. You know, it's still, like I said, I'm still human, right. Yeah. I, I still, still like so it's it's like a roller coaster that's doing loops but the (laughs) the trend is uh right Right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I think anybody anybody who's like oh no I don't have those moments anymore like I don't have hard times or I don't have like okay well that's not realistic like you're living in a little bubble because we're all still human having a human experience it doesn't matter where you know what state you're in there's still challenging times and that's okay but you but you build your resilience So, you know, you, you said it before when it came to your depression and your anxiety, it's like where it used to suck you in for days or weeks. Now it's like hours, you can, you can catch it and you can see it. And it's like, it still exists, but it just doesn't have the same hold.
1: Right. Because part, part of that is just accepting it kind of like, okay, like that's like, I'm human. This is part of life in the past. It would get, it would spiral out of control because the depression or anxiety would kick in. And then I would judge myself so harshly for, for being defective, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, what's and then I would beat myself up and that would just make it so much worse. So I would just spiral out of control. And now when it comes on, it's like, okay, like it, this, this happens. This is like, you know, we're, I'm going to experience, um, setbacks and, and pain and, know. Um, things are going to happen and it's not always, life isn't going to always be easy and I'm not going to always handle everything perfectly. And that is okay.
0: And that is okay. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Chris, how has your self-love journey influenced or affected your path to being an entrepreneur? Now you sort of put a few of the dots together earlier, um, but you know, how has this personal journey affected the work that you do today because your previous career was not coaching at all right
1: <laughs> it was not i was it was a corporate accountant oh, so, oh, so you couldn't <laughs>
0: be any more different if you tried
1: <laughs> right yeah a little bit different so it is it's had a profound impact uh, on my career on being an entrepreneur and so like just going into coaching is it's all about love, you know, because of the self-love journey that I was on and then just feeling so overwhelmed with joy uh, about that and just not helping, but want to share that with, with other people. Right. But then becoming an entrepreneur was such a new, scary, uncomfortable experience that I had, I had to increase all of that self-love because, you no, know, it's yeah, it's been challenging. Uh, but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, it all it all goes together. Because like as I work work on this with myself, then I have more to offer my clients as well. So it, I've really really enjoyed it, uh, as as wild and frightening as it's been. Yeah,
0: yeah. If you hadn't intentionally embarked on this journey do you think that you ever would have become an entrepreneur do you think that you would have had like the tools and the like the mental and emotional capacity to handle it yeah.
1: no i i had the desire but i i was too too scared and thought too poorly of myself hmm. to, to give it a shot yeah yeah
0: chris if you could give advice to younger you Maybe that teenager who had just suffered that horrible accident. Maybe younger you, you know, when you were in your twenties and you were at the beginning of this career and very quickly realized that it wasn't really doing anything for you other than paying the bills. If you could go back and give advice to younger you, what would that look like? Do you think? What would that sound like?
1: Great question. I I would tell myself to start doing the start the journey now that the self-love journey started right away, go get help. Like when I, when, after the accident, I was, my dad said, Hey, do you want to, do you want to talk to someone? Do you want to go see a counselor? And I'm like, I don't know, maybe I went to one session. was like, no, I'm good. like I would have maybe gone back and said, Hey, keep doing that. Keep, because it's going to be a really tough road for you, uh, the way that you, you did it. And so, you know, start, start the intentional um, path now uh and do it with a lot of patience for yourself and self-compassion like start loving yourself right now that's a choice you know you don't have to be successful you don't have to what you know that your external circumstances don't matter you can start loving yourself right now and that could look like getting help or just like take a deep breath and let it out slowly, you know, like, just mm-hmm. like, little things you could start, start taking care of yourself, uh, and can continue to get help from other people, mm-hmm. you know, really foster those, or uh, like nurture those relationships that are positive and supportive, uh, you know, do the things that you need to do to help you be who you need to be and be where you need to be yeah. to keep going.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing advice. That's amazing advice. And you said you totally gave me goosebumps. And then you said it's choice. It is a choice. Right. And I think a lot of people feel like they do not have that choice. And yeah, maybe, no, right. maybe nobody's ever told them. And I, I,
1: And if somebody has told them, maybe, maybe it was too much for them to believe, you know, so we just need to keep telling them because I've had a lot of conversations with people who have suffered traumas, in their childhood and what they make that mean is that they're not worthy or deserving of of love and and that's where th- that's the story they're telling themselves and they're they're stuck so just you know don't give up on on those people because i i was way. stuck there you know i for a long time no matter what you told me i thought yeah i'm not i don't deserve love because of what i did yeah and that now i know that's not true yeah. And that, and that it is a choice, right? Yeah. And and so well, wow. yeah. I mean that 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 part is so powerful. If people can accept that, mm-hmm. right, like that's a a really good starting place.
0: That's a beautiful starting place. Yeah, it really is. It is. Um, okay, so Chris, if there's somebody listening to this or watching this who wants to find out more about you and the work that you're doing. Um, First of all, what does that look like? Do you do like one-on-one stuff, group containers? Um, And then where can people find you online? How can they get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, absolutely, thank you. Uh, Yeah, I do mostly one-on-one work right now. I I have a 12-week program and a a ton of progress has made during that time. Uh, my website's currently down, but you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, it's C-H-R-I-S-W-E-A-L-S. And I'm very active uh, on, on there. I also do offer group coaching through an organization called Ingomu. And that's ingom com.
0: Amazing. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, you know, I just, I have to say it again. Like I just, I, I love the work that you're doing. I think that the world needs more of this. I think that men particularly need to see this and hear this and know that it's okay to stand up and ask for help. It's okay to not have it all together. It's okay to reach out to other people and be supported through this. Um, You know, that old macho BS of, you know, don't talk about my problems and I just hold it all in and everything like, no we've outgrown that as a society. Can we just agree we've outgrown that and maybe like up-level a little bit?
1: (laughs) That whole suffering and silence thing. Yeah, let's let that one go.
0: Let's let that one go, (laughs) absolutely. All right, Chris, is there anything else that you feel called to share? Is there anything else that's on your heart? Anything else in your mind that you'd like to share with us before we wrap up today?
1: Yeah, I think real quick, just on that the subject of vulnerability I, I get that it, it is scary to put yourself out there and to trust that other people aren't going to use that to to hurt you but i want you to know that they, they can't like that's that's really an, it's another one of those choices if you if you choose not to let whatever happens with that information hurt you then it, it won't hurt you so the, the only thing that will come from being vulnerable is good so
0: i love it i love it i love it thank you thank you i think let's leave it there then because that's absolutely perfect so chris thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and being vulnerable i hope that you don't have too much of a vulnerability hangover after this <laughs> conversation
1: <laughs> choose, not to this time.
0: choose not to choose not to thank you so much for coming
1: on yeah thank you Katie.
0: All of the links mentioned during the episode are down in the show notes. Please make sure to go on over and check them out. Also, please remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And I would be forever grateful if you would go on over and leave us a review on iTunes as well. That's going to help this message reach more women. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Here is to you loving yourself.